0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: What is happening? Welcome to the Nick and Alex Baseball Show, the show that is trending to 700. Uh, My name is Nick Pollock, Mm. and I'm joined by the just the wonderful father alex boring
2: fast. boo boring i should <laughs> the, do that to you just the wonderful no <laughs> my, come on just the wonderful father <laughs> yeah just, just the
1: wonderful father you know
2: that's i'm sorry for- to get sentimental with you fast No, that's okay that's okay i appreciate that let's start the right way how are you how are you feeling we're all worried as a pl community oh come on How how are you doing
1: I'm feeling all right. I don't have smell. Um I, I think yeah. I had the most energy of any day since I got COVID last week. Um, so we're okay. We're all right, you know. Um I understand, you know, i will be honest, it's the first time I got it. You know, we, we see players go on the, the COVID IL and I can yeah. understand. Like some guys right away like, oh no problem, I'll be there in the minimum amount of time, some even longer. I still test positive seven days later.
2: Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Well, strong red line, baby. The good news is e- e- you didn't lose taste because you never had it. Wow. <laughs> what a way to start this
1: podcast. So we're going like to talk that. about baseball. You in like This that. one. This is the Nick and Alex baseball show. Thank you all so much for watching on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pitch list. Also, we're pushing this out onto Twitter um, at pitcher list uh, today. So you can go watch it live there. Hey, and don't hesitate to leave a message in chat. Sacris. It's great to see you. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We've got a fun show as always today but what are the things that we got to talk about first fest what are the things we
2: do at the top of every show well we you are you got a graphic of a picture that we got to make sure that people can can guess don't we and we do and thank you so much for rating reviewing us
1: on itunes as always but we have that we have this wonderful graphic that I, i'm sure i have um, I can totally put up on the screen in a heartbeat. Absolutely.
2: Well, why, um, listen, I'll help you while you pull that up. So, obviously, one of the things that one of the things that uh, happened a little bit earlier, <laughs> uh, one of the comments said, "A father with an Emmy." Put some respect on that man's. There man. it is. Yeah, so it's it's uh, true. One of the things that happened not long before we started recording this podcast, a couple hours ago, now was that we saw Shane McClanahan in warmups. Mm-hmm. A very emotional Shane McClanahan. Get what you know, comforted by the head trainer, uh, left shoulder impingement is what we heard to begin with, and then we're gonna wait and see. So, what I wanna know from you, Nick, is the the AL East, uh, excuse me, just the AL, uh, wild card race in general, obviously, um, Still pretty tight, I guess. I mean, it's still there's still a few teams that could theoretically make it. Obviously, the Orioles are in there. Um, I think the Red Sox are pretty much fallen out of favor at this point, but the AL Central team uh, still could make a push. And then also, you know, it's not that late. There are teams, uh, you know, the White Sox could theoretically still snag a position. What I want to know is if Shane McClanahan is done for the season, does he take the Rays with him? Or can they still hold on, in your opinion, to keep one of those wildcard spots? Well, uh, that might be a question I answer very late in this show today.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say the impacts of starting pitchers at this point in the year, not as large as I think people will make it out to be, considering how few starts are remaining uh, and how many games they actually influence, let alone no guarantee they would win in those games and no guarantee that they will not win without that pitcher. If there's anything that about the Rays that we can say is that they are crafty. They find ways. They are just, they have that magic. And I feel like after last week's show, we have to give them a little bit more respect as they are the number one, number two team right now in the AL East. Um, Mm -hmm. They are within striking distance. You know, it would be a very New York thing traditionally with the Mets to lose this lead. In September for the Yankees, still very much a possibility. I'm not going to rule it out that the Rays are not going to make the playoffs or even catch the Yankees at this point.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll say this usually, uh, and maybe uh, maybe I'll eat my words in a couple of weeks. Eat them. They um, yum 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 yum. They. Uh, <laughs> I have usually by this point brought up a sort of prospect that uh, it, it, we've seen start to flourish for them sure, right? Like later yeah. in the season of the second half of the season, we're used to them bringing a guy up. Um, if you look, first of all, their number five would now be Ryan Yarbrough. He would likely go from long relief to getting back into the rotation, which is, well, I mean, he's been essentially doing that. They've been using an
1: opener for a bit. The Friday pirates got like four or five and he's maybe right. He could be six or
2: so stretch him out a little bit longer. So, but that's not a good solve. So we have that, right? So there's not, there's not some, there's not any relief there. Obviously, Shane uh, Boz with the strained elbow, uh, Yanni Chirinos with the fractured elbow, Tyler Glasnow out for the entire year. And then you go to the minors and you have Brendan McKay, who just got a UCL injury, which leaves you then with Josh Fleming and Luis Patino. Luis Patino obviously could theoretically come back up and make somewhat of an impact but we're really not talking about the same amount of depth mm-hmm. that we've really seen from them, right? Right. Absolutely not. Yeah.
1: Uh, and it's. I do wonder also how good that offense is. I feel like they're middling one at the moment, but I just you just can't count them out. They're in the playoffs today, and uh, as long as they stay within the hunt, I mean, magic happens in Tampa Bay. So
2: even yeah. though Brett Phillips isn't there anymore, don't count them out. Man, uh, Patino just got shelled pretty hard too uh, down in AAA, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, it's difficult. You can't necessarily uh, count them out at all. Do you have Do you have this this graphic? Here oh, oh I'm remember? ready. Oh, yes, ready? yes. That was that was a wonderful time. So this this
1: week's I uh, this week's pitcher now might be obvious to some of you. A 9 96 record, 158.1 innings pitch, 301 ERA, .99 WHIP, 31 percent K rate. 6.8% walk rate, 33.5% CSW, 96.2 mile per hour fastball, 16.4% swing strike rate, and just 21.3% hard contact, about a 47% ground ball rate. Fast, who do
2: you think this is? I think this is a guy who cannot pitch against the New York, uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Interesting. Okay. I think it's a guy ah. who does not know how to pitch against the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's a, that was a
1: very quick answer. Normally, you're like, oh, I don't know, no. This was. I feel like you feel confident.
2: I today. I feel pretty confident about about this one because I mean, listen, when you see that much red, there uh-huh. there really aren't that many dudes that it could be with that inning count, with that yeah. fastball velocity, and with that strikeout rate. Sure, I, I'm feeling pretty good.
1: Well, all right. If you're wondering where is Nick getting this graphic from, well, of course this is the PL player pages uh, where we rank every single stat uh, that you see right here um, relative to the rest of the league. So you know that this guy is ninth in the league in strikeout, in sixth in innings pitched. Pretty dang cool. We'll see if uh, if you're right, and a uh, Clyde is I think agreeing with you uh, in the chat right now. We'll see. We'll find out uh, oh, at the end of the show. Well, maybe not. <laughs> um, as Now, I, will, I do want to mention there are a couple other injuries that we've seen this week. Uh, we saw Tony Gonsolin. Of course, McShane is a shoulder impingement. I hope he does come back before the end. Zach Wheeler with a forearm strain. And by the way, I, or forearm injury, I should say, there is an image of, I, I Googled to find out more about this, of Zach Wheeler's uh, forearm injury. What do you mean? And it is the funny. I mean, I was just like, oh, doing the list. I'm like, oh, okay, let me, I, uh, you know, let me find out about this and like find, I just want to know, like, is this serious? Is it not? It's forearm tendonitis, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I have to share with you just how this looks. It's the funniest thing to me. Do you think this guy has a hurt forearm? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: my God.
1: We found like the most ridiculous you know if i zo- i want to zoom in a little like do you see this it's
2: <laughs> that is <laughs> that is terrifying that looks like if you zoomed in that's the oh. arm of an 85 year old man you know what i mean that doesn't look oh, wow. like a, a pure raw athlete's arm yeah 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 this is uh that's a lot that's you can just see the face like oh no
1: i am hat. yeah that's uh that's zach wheeler um and i'll stop with the sound effects moving forward but um but yeah he's hurt and it's 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 sad to see september come and we see these injured starters do you think for tony gonsolin and justin verlander that their
2: cy young chances are out the window now oh that's a really great point i don't know if either of those teams particularly care um because they probably just sure, yeah. I imagine both of them come back. Uh, well, maybe not Tony G, but it's a, it's, actually, it's,
1: a, it's a very interesting conversation about that because you have the Dodgers who were going to do six man with clean Kershaw coming back. Right. Mm-hmm. It might be changed. Now they might still go with Ryan Papillo. For example, they had Michael Grove come up as an emergency starter on Monday, but the Dodgers had a plan in place. There was even some talk about being a phantom IL. I don't think that's the case at all where Gonsolin, they wanted him to be fully stretched out and ready to go for the playoffs. And slowly, I mean, I guess they're going to go six man now. And obviously they don't care about that six game in the same way I just talked about it. Talked about with Jordan Montgomery being dealt by the Yankees. Like it doesn't matter that much for that one starter five times the rest of the way. But uh, yeah, I, it might mess up a little things, put a little extra stress that the Dodgers want. Same thing with Verlander, That was supposed to be a six man with the Astros. Now maybe Christian Javier comes back earlier.
2: Well, let's let's take a look at the the. I mean, it's not even just Justin Verlander. It's also so Shane McClanahan likely hitting the IL too. And again, we don't know. This could be conjecture. Maybe maybe it's nothing. Maybe they got lucky. Oh, not, um, yeah, no. But yeah, yeah. Usually when I see a player cry, it's yeah. not doesn't result in a I'm back pitching in five days. But does this mean then that this is Dylan Ceases? award to lose at the moment because i mean oh, that's he's, already, he's he's second uh in the league in in expected era among qualified al starters um mm-hmm. i believe he's third yeah he's third in era um i know you don't care about fip when it comes to the cy young um and that's good I care about era i care about era yeah, ERA and innings. So he's, you know, we already established that he's up there in terms of ERA and innings. He's he's he's, he's top fifteen. I mean, he's one hundred and forty seven. He's about ten innings, ten innings away from Garrett Cole. But you have to figure if he stays healthy, he's going to get another, you know, good amount of innings to take a considerable lead over Justin Verlander. The, the betting, the odds were between McClanahan, Cease, and uh, and Verlander. Right. I don't know. Is is Cease the winner now of the AL Cy Young? I mean, look, if Verlander and
1: McClanahan do not pitch the rest of the way, and Cease does not fall under Alec Manoa or someone else in ERA with the same amount of innings, that's how I stand. If guys don't know this about me, when it comes to the Cy Young voting, I do not care about predictive measures. I don't even care about strikeouts. I care about how many runs did you allow on your watch and how many innings did you do it for? That's, that all that, that, that's all that happened. This is an award about what happened in the season. All the other things that we talk about is, is really great when we talk about overall just how, what we trust moving forward. And that's flair. But ultimately on the board, you can have the best FIP ever. But if you allow that one run and someone else allowed zero, you lost the game. And it, that's the most important thing at the end of the day. So for me, I just see right now, yeah, you have Verlander at 184 ERA, you have Shane McClanahan at 220, but then third, as you mentioned, Dylan Cease at 227 with McClanahan. Sorry, with Manoa at 260. And if that sticks, it's Dylan Cease's. I mean, he just needs to throw, you know, I guess until 180 innings or whatever it is, and you got it, buddy.
2: I'll never understand it. I'll never understand I just it. I literally just explained. I understand what you're saying. It doesn't make any sense that all of a sudden you're like ERA matters. No, 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 no. ERA
1: matters for the Cy Young. It's just for the Cy Young. Why? Because that is an award of production. Exactly. And what's the best indicator of production? No, 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 no. no, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't understand. Production is bottom line. Like, if you could, if you want to tell me oh, I sold $500 worth of stuff and this guy sold $600. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I worked harder and I did so much more to get that $500. No, I don't care. This guy made $600. He gets the prize. That's what this is. You know, you could say that. he got lucky that he sold that one thing to get the commission or whatever, but like, and you did all the right things. and It doesn't matter. That guy sold more than you. He gets the prize. That's what, that's all it is. Don't look at in, any more into the Cy Young.
2: I disagree. We'll never see eye to eye on it. We'll never no, see we eye don't. to eye on it. That's no. all right. It's all right. Everyone knows I'm right. It's all good. We'll move on. <laughs> okay, um, we'll, uh, we'll move on. So let's talk about another. Uh, this is what I have another. to deal with. Everyone, you know, <laughs> constantly. Let's, Let's talk about another hot button, uh, uh, hot button issue here. Uh, we, we we've given good uh, uh, attention, and as we should, to the very fun AL um, Rookie of the Year, which is only getting more interesting because Stephen Kwan is really entering the conversation as he should. But the NL rookie of the year at the moment is really just between two players um, and they're both on the same team and that's Spencer Strider and Michael Harris III. So Michael Harris III has now uh, tied Adley Rutschman uh in war so he co-leads all rookies in war he's got a 3.6 war um he is far and away uh the most productive offensive player offensive rookie in the nl although Lars newt really giving him a run for his money which kind of cracks me up because i just love that name um, does so let's do some let's look at the lines here and talk about the season ends today who your NL rookie of the year is so the slash for Michael Harris is 298 343 517 he's got a 371 W uh, WOBA and a 136 WRC plus so he leads the NL rookies in virtually all of these categories except for OBP uh, uh, he's got a 3.6 war as I mentioned 13 home runs 15 stolen bases so uh, in all likelihood going to end with at least a 1515 uh, then we move over to Spencer Strider 106 and two thirds at the moment. So likely ends the year with what? 125 or something like that. Uh, 2.87 ERA, 2.05 FIP, 3.6 war as well. These gentlemen are tied in war. Just 312 played appearances for Michael Harris. Fewer than hundred games played, 82 games played total. Season ends today. Who is your NL rookie of the year? Look, Spencer
1: Strider, has a 205 FIP. So there you go. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, all right. Um, no, I mean, I'm obviously biased towards the pitcher. Um, what Spencer Strider has done, I mean, I know there has been a lot of excitement about Michael Harris. Uh, but I, But ha- I'm so hyped about Spencer Strider. It's yeah. just so much fun to watch him do his thing. Uh, I I think that he adds a lot of value. I mean, look, so does my, Michael Harris. You can't go wrong. I I'm not just saying that because it's exactly a 3.6 WAR. No, 136 WRC plus for Michael Harris is huge. Not to mention he does not hurt on defense either. Both of them are far and away the best player at their respective position um, for the NL. Just be happy that Atlanta got a Rookie of the Year.
2: All right, but who? So, but it sounds like if you had to, I'm going
1: Strider. I'm a pitching guy. The, the site is called Pitcher yeah. List.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we've got a hitter list on here. <laughs> um I, I, I could definitely. I, I think you're right. Where you really can make an argument for both. So, because you chose Strider, I'll make an argument for Harris. So I think there is something to be said that he came up, was immediately productive, and would helped kept the team competitive without Acuna. Um, and then there's also something to be said that it it's on, it's on both sides of the ball, right? Mm-hmm. He's playing arguably what a, a, the a top three most demanding position defensively, right? You could say between catcher, center field, and shortstop. You want just sixty seventh percentile in <laughs> what position to play? Top three. Uh, top three, yeah, exactly. Of nine, seventh percentile. But of that, <laughs> if you're in sixty seventh percentile, you better be ninetieth or above, and now it's above average. And he is. Uh, there you go. So that's a new stat on the site, guys. That's what we got. If you're sixty seventh <laughs> and ninetieth, sixty seventh and ninetieth. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think you can, you can make a good argument. I mean. It's funny because when you get this close, you have to really look at the nitty-gritty, right? I mean, mm. he strikes out a really big amount and he does not walk. He's got a sub-5% walk rate. Probably. I don't care.
1: I want that yeah, WRC plus it. WRC yeah. plus 136. You know, but yeah. the production is there. I don't care about what the process is. What are the results?
2: Mm. Yeah. Almost, like, almost yeah, like it's the
1: opposite, opposite of me doing no, that's the difference. <laughs> not the result. Those are not the results. It's a uh, that doesn't exist. I uh, the fifth does not exist. It's like me, L- Lindsay Lohan, and Mean Girls. Um, mm-hmm. Mark Tompkin, thank you so much, Sacros, for putting us inside the chat. um, Reports that the Rays, Kevin Cash, so they are quote fairly optimistic. McClanahan won't miss much time, and Mariah will be uh, key to confirming diagnosis. Well, yeah, okay, that's coming tomorrow, uh, i.e., I Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I hope that means that McClanahan can get the scion, because. I think there are a lot of people in the fantasy industry would be reminding me through the offseason how Dylan Cease won the Cy Young. Um, and I, uh, you know, for my own ego and pride, I would very much sure. like McClanahan, who I'm a a fan of, I uh, to win it instead. <laughs> I don't know. You guys know me. I want every pitcher to be dope. I'm very happy that Dylan Cease has soared this season. Um, now going to the, uh, AL side, uh, the rookie of the mm-hmm. year debate. And I'm assuming you're taking Harris here, by the way, uh, just because yeah, yeah, Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you Um, on the pitching side. George Kirby seems to be running away with it. Ninety seven innings, 2.1 war, 3.32 ERA. He's having a fantastic season uh, for the, uh, for the Mariners. And then you have, well, who are these guys? Um, Have we ever talked about this? It's Adley Rutschman and Julio Rodriguez. Um, now, there is one thing I'm going to say that was mentioned inside of the chat that I thought was pretty good by Bobby Colon, one. Um, now, they both have pretty much identical war, Adley and Julio. Mm-hmm. Adley's played 79 games while Julio, 111. Mm-hmm. And I never know where I side on this argument. And what I'm saying is, do you would you rather have a player who plays fewer games but has a larger impact in those games than a player who helps your team in more games, but overall arguably has a lesser impact in each individual game.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if I know the answer to that. Well
1: one. the the best the best might be who is a replacement so it's Adley versus the other. And so if it's a really bad replacement, then you, know, you can want to combine Adley and the other one versus Julio and the other one. Then you can kind of see how much of an impact they're making, right? Yeah. But then is that fair for Rookie of the Year? I don't know.
2: I don't know. I mean, luckily, I think by the time the season is wrapped up, we're going to have an adequate amount, enough amount of plate appearances between the two of them, right? Like, Adley will be over 400, by the Oh, time.
1: sure. So you're saying that the the
2: minimum for
1: Adley will be above it, that the gap between him and Julio won't be so
2: large. I think so. I think so. I mean, Julio missed a little bit of time, um, which caused that gap to decrease a little bit. I like right now they they are very very, very close, right 3.64 to 3.5 war between Adley up top and then Julio right below him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adley leads in WRC plus, Adley leads in WoBA, Adley leads in OBP. he's behind in slugging and uh, a little bit behind in average. And what Obviously, I always say
1: is that I always go with a guy who has a higher slugging, so I'm sorry, it's just higher Julio. slugging. That's what I always say fast.
2: So what's kind of interesting is like obviously you look at the home run and the stolen base totals, and if you if you're just doing that, there's there's no conversation. It's, not it's a close. 2020 season, yeah. For, yeah. But uh, Adley leads uh, rookies in doubles, which is pr- mm. something pretty special considering again he doesn't even have 400 plate appearances yet, right? That that's sure. that's something. Yeah, so that's pretty the cool. Extra base hits overall, I think honestly because it is so close and anything can happen in the final season. Again, it has to come down to because of we're at this point where it's so close of, close offensively, it has to come down to defense. And if it does come down to defense, there's not a question. Like there's not a question. Um and, and I'm not even looking at just the the defensive numbers in 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 um defensive. Uh, war, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes they can overly uh, uh, I think weigh catchers and their impact. Sure. But There's no question that Adley is like a a top five defensive catcher or overall catcher right now. Everything about his framing has been fantastic. It's helped completely turn around that team. And if rookie of the year is, in theory, the MVP among rookies, we're talking about him benefiting a rotation of pitchers you could make the argument julio is too because he's a center fielder and he's the defense is impacting him but not the way that adley is so even if i remove my orioles hat if these two names were totally removed i i think it would be uh it would be adley's at the moment but literally anything can happen in in the final
1: weeks well first of all you'll never take off your orioles hat don't you dare do that second of all you forgot to mention (laughs) you forgot to mention adley rutschman's morale uh, I've seen how much he smiles and hugs and that that have, makes an impact fast. You know, it's all about Alex Inc. fast. And third, y- y- you want to know what I think? I think we need to take a quick break. And hey, we're back. Uh, what I think fast after this break now is Julio Rodriguez, I think, is the heart and soul of that team. Adley Rutchman, not a chance. I'm just kidding. This is fun things to rile you up. It's got to be Julio to me. Um, I think also with the contract that he was just signed signed up, the way he's steering the Mariners, it's his to lose, even though Adley is doing such a good job. I think a lot of voters are just going to look down and say, look, 21 home runs, 23 stolen bases versus 8-3 and three of Adley. Say all you want about the defense impact. Say what you want about the uh, the 363 OBP versus Julio's 323. They're going to give it to Julio. And it's kind of hard not to. Um, given those numbers. Um, so it's regardless of all the underlying metrics, they're saying like, look, like he's actually doing a lot more than those lack of home runs and stolen bases are going to tell you 14% walk rate versus a 6.6 of Julio. Uh, they're not going to deny the better average, more home runs, more stolen bases, more RBI, all that stuff. So I think it's going to be Julio in the end. All
2: right. All right. Yeah. Uh, lastly, yeah. let's go to uh, the, MVP. MVP, this is yeah, the let's one I it. really wanted to get into. I mean, I, I know it's I know it's kind of crazy. Yeah. It judges, it, you, you hit 50 home runs. It, you got to yeah. feel like you're just going to go ahead and lock it up. You know,
1: he almost has a 200 WRC plus. That's like 100% better than the league average player. That's double. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there is no doubt. It's unbelievable. I I, I still just give it to Otani. I really do. I think I, I don't understand how we can sit here and say that we can't give it to the guy who is doing better than what he did in many ways yeah. in his MVP season. And this yeah. is to detract from Aaron Judge. We have two. You know what? Fine. Do it. Do a co do a co MVP. Like, I don't care. Like, give it to both of them because both of these accomplishments should be rewarded. I don't think it cheapens it whatsoever. Yasotani isn't gonna hit four home runs like he did last year. He's still gonna hit probably like 35. And guess what? He's gonna have a sub three ERA doing it. That's <laughs> that's unbelievable with a better whip. With a better whip and a yeah. higher K percentage. The man is a legitimate ace who is putting up. A what a f- 3.1 war on the offensive side of the ball. That's unbelievable. I don't even, I truly don't even think it's a conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a four-war just from the pitching side. <laughs> That's
2: unreal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, he's uh <coughs> I keep coughing because I still have COVID. I'm sorry. Okay. Ooh, I can I can get it together. Um I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, Otani should get it. We didn't give it to Vlad Jr. when he won the triple crown last year, Ooh. and I—that's I, the bottom line of what's going on. Is you can say everything you want about how good Aaron Judge is. You know, we were just talking about Adley and and Julio and their their offensive warriors, like 16 versus 18. Judge has 59. <laughs> the next guy, the next guy after Aaron Judge is 59 is 39. That is unbelievable. That's Jordan Alvarez, who, by the way, has only played in 16 fewer games. It's not like, you know, there, there were some talks of him maybe winning it, um, at, at midway through the season. He's a 179 WRC plus after all. But yeah, um, uh, it, it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, keep in mind, there are things like the silver slugger is a thing, you know, judge yeah. wins it, right? It's also, just, he's the most valuable player is Otani. You literally have two studs instead of one.
2: That's better. I, don't, I also I don't I don't I hate to do this I don't what? think that is offensive or defensive war I think they are offensive and defensive runs above average oh yeah sure sure I'm just I'm a, you're right you are right I apologize
1: for that I what I'm trying to get at though you know I think that the angels are the ultimate stars in scrubs team and it's insane that they have two stars in one and they still don't have enough stars uh, on yeah. that team and I feel bad for them. And we talked about them a lot last week. Uh, but yeah, this is just unprecedented from, from Otani. And keep in mind, uh, his war on the, oh, wow. I didn't realize this. His war on the offensive side is impacted because he doesn't play defense. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's interesting. Right. Because like, I see like, you know, negative 13 or whatever. And I know that's not war. I'm not making that fallacy, but like, I think that's, kind of included in that i wonder if it is uh mm-hmm. if he gets detracted as a hitter not playing defense that is interesting i'm sure someone has an answer and is yelling right now be like no that's not the case or something like that i just never thought of that before um it's gotta be otani No, yeah, yeah i pick otani
2: well so if, if the formula for that is fielding <laughs> runs above average plus positional adjustment the positional adjustment would have to be for a dh right Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know how exactly that works.
1: Um, I mean, I will say this, like, it's weird for him to have a 3.1 war despite having a 143 WRC plus, but then you go to Xander Bogarts with a 131 WRC plus with a 4.7. And I have to think, like, he's getting dinged mm. for when he hits. He does not play defense. Maybe he should, you yeah. know, if we're going to talk about him on the, on the hitting side, like, He's not playing defense in those games. Um, And then, you know, the pitching side, you just get that benefit of the pitching side without the negative of not fielding in those other four games or five games or whatever. Yeah. Something to think about.
2: So right now your vote is... Otani. uh, Is Otani. Okay. Yeah.
1: Would you, Um, I mean, would you disagree? You can't not. You made the case. Yeah. Absolutely. And and, and what about the National League fast? Uh, This is a fun one. It's... Debatably between two Cardinals players um, and Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt on the pitching side. That's I mean, why would I? Yeah, um, we'll talk. We can talk to Cy Young. But honestly, I think we all agree that it's Sandy Alcantara and everyone yeah. else is stupid who doesn't because it's the best ERA and the most innings.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I feel like it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry.
1: It's like if you disagree. I mean, fine. Best of your A two ten for Tony Gonsolin with 60 fewer innings. But oh man, if you if you don't if you don't give it to Sandy Alcantara, I swear to God.
2: Yeah, that would be very frustrating. If he, swear if to he God. didn't get it. Who leads um, the NL in in FIP? Who leads the NL
1: in FIP? Um, do you know the answer? You're just being oh, silly. I'm just, I'm just asking. Oh, Carlos Rodon. Carlos Rodon and Max Freed, Aaron Nola are the top three there. 241 for Rodon, 255 for Freed, and 268 for Nola. While 287 for Alcantara. Okay. The thing is though, how Alcatar pitches is that he's so effective at getting sinkers inside and gets all these ground outs. That's why he's able to go so deep in games instead of trying to strike everybody out. There's there's a it's not just a luck. And this is why you can't just follow Fip. You can't do
2: it! You can't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't follow it blindly, but it should be weighted more because it's indicative of what a pitcher oh, is. Oh my um, lord! uh, Don't uh, you dare take this away from me, fast. Cherry picking. It's Sandy. Um, I I think it is Sandy. I do think it is Sandy. Um, I think it's kind of Goldschmidt's to to lose on on the NL when it comes to the MVP. Um, Dan, that that Arenado leads the league uh, in war, and and that's going to happen because of the the defensive numbers. He's so
1: good defensively.
2: Yeah, he's unbelievable defensively, but like, I don't know, every other... (laughs) If you're talking about judges, 195 WRC plus, then you got to talk about Paul Colton's 191. Both of these guys are the only two players in baseball with a Woba over 400, and it isn't even close. Again, if it gets closer, if Nolan Arenado continues to catch up, if, if that race, you know, if they they're still both hitting 300 at the end of the year. If the WOBA's is virtually the same, then I think you can give the tiebreaker to Arenado because of the defensive contribution. But I think it might be Goldschmidt's, you know, Goldschmidt's to lose. Um, my takeaway is I'm a little unimpressed with hitting in the national league. Really? I don't know.
1: I get Yeah. I don't like, there, are, there aren't so many like absolute studs that I thought. Oh, you
2: mean think. after Goldschmidt? Yeah. Like Goldschmidt
1: oh, okay. and are you know, it's like, yeah, then it's, I mean, Mookie Betts is having a great season too my enemy Chad was yeah. having a solid one, but it's like not not too many of these overwhelming ones. Like I see five here uh of war is Freddie Freeman. He only has sixteen yeah. home runs this year. You know, yeah, I mean three twenty seven, you know, doing well in other things, like it's not all just about home runs, but I don't know, it's it's a little it's a little more underwhelming than I expected.
2: I know it's average. It's always nice to see seven guys hitting over 300, like Jose Iglesias, who everyone expected, of course, would be. Yeah, of course. Uh,
1: Do you have any ties with Jose Iglesias? Is there any reason why you care about him?
2: Uh, me? The, yeah, the yeah. greatest Oriole of all time? Yeah, there it is. Jose okay. Iglesias? All right. All
1: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to move on here. Um. Yeah. So, uh, we've got a couple things that I, I, I wanted to just quickly discuss. Just, just very quickly, just bring up and I want to hear your thoughts. Now, you might have seen going, taking the rounds or going the rounds, whatever the phrase is. I don't know. The rounds. Uh, making the rounds. They make them. <laughs> the rounds have been made uh, about Zach Campbell being kicked out or at least uh, disciplined by the Colorado uh, um, ushers. And Marcus Stroman had this to say uh, to Zach Campbell. He said, it's truly comical how much of a loser you are. Grown man taking baseballs away from the youth and making videos complaining about security doing their jobs through the definition of a clown. How do you feel about this?
2: Yeah, I didn't. I only saw. I only like saw the video. I, you know, I can't comment on it because I only saw the video without uh, any of the audio. So I don't okay want to pass judgment on something that I don't uh, haven't seen all of the, mm-hmm. the stuff on. Uh, I, I do. I will say this: that like, if you catch a home run ball. And there's a kid there unless it's like an historic home run from a Jersey uh, from the dude who you're wearing his Jersey. You just give the kid the ball. Like yeah. it just, just give the kid the ball. Um, yeah. Why? What are you thinking? Oh, um, I, I
1: think you guys know me. I'm someone all about love and no hate and, you know, spreading that as much as I can and encouraging that all the time, which is why Zach Campbell, dude, I'm so proud of the Colorado Rockies. They became one of the best organizations in my book after this. Uh, it bothers me immensely that these players, these people that go to the park, all they're trying to do is their dream is to catch his home run ball. Mm-hmm. And here he comes running down with a glove and stealing it away from so many people all the time. Tries to say that he's been victimized when the, the usher is like, dude, man, like you're taking this moment away from someone maybe who only went to one game a year. And like yeah. a home run ball is coming there. You have like thousands, you know, like it, it's insane to me. Uh, and dang right. Colorado Rockies put him in his place. Marcus Stroman saying this to him, bring more attention to the negativity that Zach Campbell brings to baseball. Oh, yeah. You know, I I'm for it, man. I think, I think this kind of, uh, these, these actions that Campbell's taken need to be punished. Like they need, he needs to be ostracized for it. Because he's ruining the experience for everyone else, and I hate that. I really will. I will. Mm, That—that's when I get vocal. Uh, when other people I uh, get harmed because of one person's selfish actions. So I'm all for
2: speaking, this. I loved it. Speaking of getting punished and being vocal, do you, would you like to comment about all the the bizarre, all the sexy acts that are happening in the ballparks of the past couple of days, or is that not something that you want to touch? I'm sorry. What? All the all the all the lewd acts that have been happening first in Oakland and today in Toronto, people just letting the freak flag fly a little bit inside of Major League Baseball parks and it seems to be become, becoming uh, a, a very bizarre trend. I don't get it. It's very surreal to me. Well, comment, I mean,
1: well, I mean, well, I'll comment on the scoreboard, which looked like it was an ad by the Brewers um, mm-hmm. that I uh, the per- someone got friend zoned. Uh, oh. <laughs> And, and Yellich, it, was, said, it seemed like a plant, and the yellow said, like, that motivated the team to score, you know, sure. for Mark. Um, you know, a quick comment on that. You know, uh, it's hard. It's, it's, if you are being friend zoned, it can hurt, but it can be very mm-hmm. hard to be the one friend zoning too. Sure. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's not fun for either party. You know, that's all I'll say that's about true. that. <laughs>
2: Let's. Uh, there's another thing, little topic that I wanted to hit upon. So obviously, the the World Ball World Baseball Classic is is coming up quick, right? Oh yeah, we've if got they, a fantastic article on the site about it. You should go check it out. It's going to be happening next year, the beginning of the year, March 8th through March 21st, right in the middle of spring training, which might be a little bit worrisome for some people. And there's going to be dozens of takes about whether or not, excuse me, you should be drafting. Mookie Betts or or, or Bryce Harper mm. considering they're probably going to be giving it their all in the world baseball classic as opposed to taking some easy swings at the middle of March with that said <laughs> though putting that conversation aside you gotta be pretty hyped for that team America okay <laughs> that thing is looking pumped that thing is looking stacked so if we're if we're, we got Trout Story: Arenado, hmm. Goldschmidt, Real Muto, Bryce Harper, Pete Alonso, Cedric Mullins, Mookie Betts, Tim Anderson, Kyle Tucker, and Will Smith behind the dish. They, we're talking about like you—you—you—you're you, you're making a uh, uh, fantasy team in like MLB the show when you used to. Oh, yeah. like draft your own personal. That's and that's what dreams are made of, my friend. I didn't see Adley
1: Rutschman there.
2: No, I don't want uh, him. There. I'm sorry, I what? don't want him there. I don't what? want him there. Why not? I want him taking it nice and slow. I want him enjoying the free year of service time he got from finishing first or second in the Rookie of the Year voting. Not, it's not over him, yet. I want him, Stephen Kwan, baby. <laughs> could be. I want him working <laughs> with all the pitchers, getting on the same page with DL hmm. and yeah, and uh, and, yeah. and uh, Grayson. Uh, yeah. it's going to be exciting. Lest we forget too, that last World Baseball Classic many moons ago. Many moons ago. That's what we needed. Like it's it's good. Also, one more thing too. Yeah, I wish we could do this, Nick. There's also the KBO series that's happening in November with Ooh. American players traveling over to the KBO. And uh, I, I got to say this. We talked about this repeatedly on the podcast. The KBO plays the right version of baseball. The KBO plays the version of baseball that everyone in America is hankering to see. And I really hope that and we what kind is that? that trend. It's fast paced. Uh-huh. It's 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 in your face. It's bat flips. It's raw emotion. It's uh I forgot the best part fast. swall daddy. It's got the sword. It's got the sword. The KBO winning sword
1: for yes this. the trophy. It's not a hunk yeah. of metal. It's a sword. It's just, yeah.
2: I don't know. I wasn't the sword. Is that what the trophy is? Yes, I it's it was a giant just a sword. the sword. Uh, I thought it was, uh, yeah, okay. I thought I thought it was just something that the NC Dinos did. Uh, yeah, you're right. It is it's a, a- sword. It's how ch- could you? How could you forget the sword? I remembered the sword. I forgot that it was the trophy. <laughs> oh um, God,
1: that's that's the whole reason why they're playing. That's the sword. You gotta play with the sword.
2: That's <laughs> the, world the, sword. Baseball, the world baseball. The World Baseball Classic championship just win a copy of Civ Six <laughs> signed by Sid Meier. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, that should be the prize. Oh, they, they are the best baseball team in the world. So,
1: yeah, yeah, Civ yeah. Six. Yeah. Gotta go get it, everyone. You gotta go. go
2: get it. <laughs> you gotta go not get as, it. Not as good as Civ Five. Not as good as. You Civ know, 5. I played
1: 40 hours of one game of Civ Five and got a science victory as it did nothing. I was like, I'm good.
2: Then you gotta bump up, baby. You gotta bump up. Gotta, no, no, no I'm, good. Good. Um, I'm good. I'm uh, good.
1: What else happened this week? We got uh, we got uh, ML, uh, MILB. Uh, possible unionization and yeah. oh awesome. that's a wonderful thing uh it might be some time here i believe there's i uh, the, there's going to be a delay essentially with a lot of people signing this and then there're going to be shifts of rosters in the off season that's going to require everybody to sign it again uh so you're going to see some delay before this actually moves forward but this is the beginning of the process Wonderful stuff here. I think all of us can agree this is a good thing and be wary of all the negative press you're going to see about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to happen. And you just like we were with the lockout with the owners trying to cry poor. I, uh, I still will never forget Gray Albright's fantastic tweet about how the owners opened their pockets in an Apple TV. I um, uh, collaboration fell out of their pocket yeah. about like 90 million dollars or whatever that was. Like, it's gonna happen again, and uh, just be ready for it. Be excited for the minor league uh, players, they deserve this, and we might see better talent come out because they're in better conditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, super excited about that. Better talent come out,
2: better. Like, the example I always give too is like, Papa John's. Papa John's that the, we'll be able to give every minor leaguer cardboard pizza, and they are so <laughs> excited about that. Uh, oh, better players, better conditions. Papa John's, Papa John's. Uh, the example I give is uh, Ky- there was a joke about yeah, Bobby Colon won domination victory or nothing. I at know all, all about it. I
1: know, I know. It. it was just, too um, long. Man,
2: no, I actually go for the science victories. Uh, the Kyler, Murray, had, Kyler Murray was drafted by the Oakland Athletics, and yeah. He also was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. No, they had to. We had to entertain for a second that that was even a choice that he could have immediate multi-million dollar contracts or he he could ride a bus in the minor leagues for a minimum of two years. You know what
1: happens though when you ride a bus? Mm. You don't have possible brain damage for your life
2: that's that's a very good point that's a very good point uh, but honestly though if i was if you were him it's it's kind of a it's kind of a no brainer and now maybe that changes a little bit also there were a, a good amount of minor leaguers that i spoke to during the lockout who were frustrated because they didn't have a seat at the table and while we always think of minor leaguers as young 20 21 year olds who are waiting for their shot at the big leagues it's not always the case There's plenty of minor leaguers who are journeymen, who are veterans Mm, trying to get another go at a particular shot at at the game. And their careers were just as in flux. And despite the fact that they might have played in the MLB at some point, they didn't have a seat at the table. There were multiple people who felt that Mm. way. So performing that, you know, getting that union together. Really really good for the players. Very, very good. So
1: by the way, uh puts in chat here. Do you do you know who this Gunner Henderson is fast? Because he's flying to Cleveland tomorrow to join the taxi squad.
2: Oh, that is very good news. So that is DL Hall.
1: Very, so is DL
2: Hall? Yeah. That is get excited
1: very for your O's baby good news. taxi I mean, squad. Taxi squad. But you know, we're gonna get
2: expansions right in September. Yeah, that's yep. got to be it. I mean, the Orioles have scored seven runs in the last four games. You could use a little bit of a jolt here. Mm. Uh, who would know that? I have no idea. Um, last thing I do want to mention. Actually, about wait,
1: happened. hold yeah, on. Don't you know me. who knew that?
2: Who? Yes, oh, Asif. Asif, excuse me. Asif. Yeah, Asif. He was the one who texted me that. Yeah. Oh, lovely. I uh,
1: now one other thing I do want to mention. Did you see this thing about O'Neill Cruz? He hit How? the hardest ball in the Statcast <laughs> era.
2: Yeah, he has been up for what like two months. uh, Yeah, even that I I I cannot wait to see what team he succeeds on the
1: hardest ball ever like harder than John Carlos Stanton 122.4 miles per hour. It was a double. I can't put it live here because you won't see it. Yeah, the the frame rate isn't high enough. It's I it just it just like disappears. It's and gone. I don't, think,
2: I don't think he actually had a hit ball, uh, a ball put in play under 100 miles an hour in yesterday's game too. I think he had three hits all I mean, over 100 miles an hour. It's so much fun. Oh my it's god, it's amazing. And like, remember, guys, like right away, John Carlos
1: Stanton wasn't John Carlos Stanton, right? Like it took him a moment or two. He was, he was. To get to it. Yeah, there it is. Uh, <laughs> well designed fast. Um, all right, our next section. I don't know if you know this one, Fast. It's only my favorite of the week. It's Wild
2: Thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Baby. So, Fast, what is your wild thought this week? You are actually (laughs) going to be very surprised. No, you got one? Yes. I thought a lot about it this week. Okay. Okay. All right. So, I was thinking about it and what I was thinking was, I don't have a wild thought. Nick, come on. Oh, my God. Come on. (laughs)
1: No. No, how could you do that to me? That was so cruel. (laughs) <laughs> i was so excited uh, was was oh man i was that like ready really to dissect
2: it work on I it with was... you craft it together that's really good that wow good. So, you know, I, I i to be genuine for a no, second no, there are no, multiple moments there are multiple moments of the course of the week where i'm like i'm like sitting staring into the void i'm like oh that's it that's that's a that's a wild <laughs> thought and then because i get literally no sleep anymore. I, I forget them instantaneously. You got to get annoyed. You got to get a note taking that, man. You got to get annoyed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you got to get annoyed as annoyed. Um, all right. Well, I have a wild thought. Shocking more than 11. I have a fun one. I, have a, I think I'm a really good one. <laughs> Excuse you, Mr. Hey, no wild thought. <laughs> um, I think it would be really fun if there were a minor league player lottery where a player that is not getting called up, I can like through the entire system. It's like the, the balls spin. And all of a sudden, like this is the week it's September. It's the last week of the year. We pull it around. Let's see who it is. It's this random guy from high. A. He's 31 years old and he's on the team for a week. And there's an extra position open for that team just for that player.
2: I dig it. I dig it. But
1: yeah, what I remembered, I remembered. You actually, no, don't do this to me. I did. No. I did. I did. No, pull no. me once. Shame
2: on I you. I did. Pull me did, twice. I did. I did. What I think what? we should do no. is, I think no. we should have. Uh, this mm. is pulling for. I feel like I'm cheating because it's the second time that I. Oh god, you don't have anything. From, You're just stalling. No, it's <laughs> not. That. Is the second time I have pulled from soccer as a wild thought. But the blending of the sports is very fun and i don't have anything no i'm joking i knew it i knew um, it, it no i do i do um a couple of years a couple of weeks ago one of the earlier nick and i'm talked about the relegation system i think it's a fantastic idea i yes. thought you, i think you add eight expansion teams and you do that i think it's great um it solves a lot of issues how now what i dig is taking the loan system from uh professional football and bringing uh-huh. that to the mlb so you know the loan system
1: oh MLB? yes i do so like oh no that guy is not the fifth starter anymore ross stripling what are you gonna do another team will loan like the pirates will say oh, sure we'll take some ross stripling for like two weeks
2: well, sure we'll develop him we'll let him that's see a
1: pittsburgh pirate by the way that's how he talks <laughs> yeah sure it's a
2: ross stripling yeah what not the thing about the like, usually what, happens, uh, what ha- actually, uh, let's do it because here's the, the problem that I ran into with it in soccer. You can do it because I can take a player from Liverpool and make him play on Juventus and they are two separate leagues and it doesn't matter, right? Because I'm Liverpool. I'm not giving him to man United who would desperately need a player. And therefore it doesn't necessarily impact me. Let's get a loan system from maybe the KBO, maybe the NPB. Um, that might be better uh because then you know why would the what incentive would the orioles have to loan to the marlins actually maybe it wouldn't matter because they're not in their division let's do it let's do it let's take some of the orioles best players and loan them out to the marlins guys like Gunnar henderson whatever he's coming up colton Cowser, uh kobe mayo loan him out let him see <laughs> Wait, what was his name kobe mayo <laughs>
0: Is
1: the best oh, Baltimore accent
2: name? Uh, that's so
1: good. <laughs> that's yeah, fantastic. Maybe. Now, now hold on. I think that's kind of cool. So, like, you have the rentals that are actually rentals, and go back to the team. Hundred percent. After, um, 100%. I think that's pretty cool. Um, you take guys are did,
2: blocked. Yeah.
1: You know, then you'd be able to create a term called a Chuck Norris. Why? Because whenever a team from Texas would uh, loan them out, they'd be the Lone Ranger.
2: <laughs> that he wasn't. He wasn't the Lone Ranger. Chuck <laughs> oh, Norris is not the Lone Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> he's walker texas
1: ranger oh right who's the lone ranger the lone ranger is just the lone ranger
2: <laughs> who's is that is it's johnny he? Depp. is actually who it is. no it's not well, you're, you're just making that up. i don't have any no, idea. He was in the movie he was in the. he was in the 2013 movie and army hammer <laughs> <laughs> actually played the lone ranger um, oh there you go yeah yeah so okay they called the hammer <laughs> okay cool <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. I love that. That's,
1: that's a Lone Ranger. Yeah. I think that's a really cool idea. Um now there's quite it's a very convoluted system we already have in the majors about forty man and twenty-five man, all that kind of stuff, and uh, you know, options and everything along those lines. It might add a weird wrinkle into what the forty man looks like and replacements for that and so on. But no, I think this is a, a fantastic idea. Um It'd be kind of weird. Like maybe the Yankees would have loaned away Jordan Montgomery to the Cardinals instead. Yeah. Uh, It's also a different way to trade. You know, you can essentially be loaning instead of for cash or something
2: like that for another player, but then they come back. I, I wonder if too, if a part of the incentivization is like the service time clock doesn't start, but you are paid as a big leaguer by the team who is getting the loan. And then as a result, you get a draft pick or something. Cause it could work both ways. Like, yeah, the Orioles, let's say the Orioles are, uh, let's let's look at a team as the one of the worst teams in baseball this year, right? So let's look at who is it, like the 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 the, um, the Nationals. Okay, I I want my prospect to go to the Nationals because the, he's not going to help him win, but he's going to see regular. Yeah, he's going to be
1: yeah, he's going to be developing. Yeah, he's going to see DeGrom. He's going that's kind of funny. So like, if you're the worst team in baseball, all of a sudden you are one of the most exciting teams to watch because you have all the new developing players. That's pretty fun. That's pretty cool. Send them weird. off to Pittsburgh. Like, everyone, like, Pittsburgh just becomes a non team. They just only have loans from everyone else. All it's a win win. It's a win win. That's interesting. If, like, if they're getting loaned and a team doesn't have to spend the money or the something, you might just. Money. And then that's how you do expansion. That's how you do expansion teams. You don't actually yeah. have their own players, they just have loaned players as they get their draft picks and everything. And if you
2: theoretically had a, uh, I don't remember what I was going to say. Uh, it's, 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 oh it, yeah. If you, if you're, we're talking about theoretically having a minor league all-star game representative in Pittsburgh, but fans would come and see that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, if they're all, if they're expansion team, all they have are loaned players.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what their theme song should be?
2: Oh God! What, if it's a Lone Ranger, Joe, come at it.
1: I'm all alone. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from my dog. <laughs> That's my Can best one. That is the best one of the podcast. Stay
2: away from my
1: brilliant. Daughter. Thank you so much, everybody. Oh, your applause It's not necessary.
2: Stay away uh, Oh, daughters. chat,
1: you're too kind. Thank you so much. Um, all There's right, we're getting dirty.
2: From chat, loves my <laughs> idea. so I love him.
1: <laughs> all right, we uh, we're getting close to the end of this one. Uh, we have some images of the week though. Um, that we got to show off. Uh, I'm going to go with yours first here. Okay. Um, it's a lovely image. I gotta say, I I really do dig it. Um yeah. What do we got here fast?
2: So Yon Duran of the of the Minnesota Twins threw the hardest splitter ever or splinker, uh like yes. a mix between a splitter and a sinker at hundred point eight miles an hour. And there's an interview with Dylan Bundy where he was like Yeah, we learned that it was the hardest you know, whatever splitter ever thrown. And I don't know. I think we should get him a cake. And then like the next day he like walks in and gives this cake to him. And this is his face as he shows it to the camera. And he was just so excited by it. I just think it's, it, it's very cool. Yeah, That's the kind of stuff that you want to see on teams, right? You want to see
1: those team morale moments, just messing around. Uh, the hardest secondary pitch ever thrown, uh, which it's is just unbelievable. Insane. That's unbelievable. Yeah. We were freaking out at the 96 mile per hour changeup, huh? Yeah, yeah. We, we what do we know?
2: What do we know? Um, so what do we know? Photos.
1: What do we know? Um, this is uh, this is mine of the week, which I'm surprised wasn't yours, honestly. Uh, the things I do for fast guys. Let's see. Yeah. This is um, take it for the broadcast. Damn, this was so <laughs> uh, most career home runs uh, with the last name beginning with R U T in MLB history. So obviously, you got Babe Ruth. He's got 714 of them. In second place is Josh Rutledge with mm-hmm. 20. But coming up hot at third is Adley Rutschman with eight. And guess what? Both Adley and Babe Ruth, they share a birthday on February
2: 6th. They do. <laughs> if you, you theoretically remove Josh Rutledge from this list. If you said this was also exclusive to people with ties to Baltimore, uh, you know what I mean. And then, really, it's just a two-person list. It's just Babe and Adley. Can you, uh, first of all, what's the what's the tie, Babe, to Baltimore? Born and raised, baby. Born and raised across the street from Camden Yards, and also played for the Orioles. And Adley uh, it plays for the Baltimore. <laughs> 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 um, and, uh, how do you say Josh Rutledge in a Baltimorean accent? That one doesn't. Uh, Rutledge doesn't. It doesn't have the O sound, so it wouldn't yeah, matter Kate, as much, try right? It doesn't. It would just say Josh Rutledge. There's nothing there. Like put the Blame. game on, Josh Rutledge. Yeah, there's nothing there. There's no. There's no major <laughs> vowel. Joe, going to go watch Joe Flacco. There, put the okay. game on. Go do a wash. I gotta go do a wash. Go drink a glass of water.
1: All right, I'm not gonna stall any longer because I have the the your favorite segment tonight. What is it, Fat? Oh,
2: it's Corbin. You talking about Corbin? I'm not. But Oh. Uh, yeah,
1: that, that was the who the pitcher was, by the way. <laughs> it was no. Corbin, a Patrick Corbin, you got it right. Okay. Um, you know, it was Corbin Burns. That's right. That was Mr. Pitcher 158 ERA 3.01 WHIP, uh, ERA and a 0.99 WHIP. No, who's going to win the World Series? Fast? So it's your turn. I thought I, I know. Could, I, could I was about... Okay. Yes, I'm just, <sighs> I'm sorry.
2: I got really panicked. This like, guy? Who's, who's guy right now. Um, what sorry. is our favorite segment? Fast. Who's going to win the World Series this year? So we, we're going to determine every week who's yes. going to win the World Series. Oof. You cannot have any repeats. Uh, so, you know, you have to have team is a little bit silly. But uh, last week, I believe I ended up choosing the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Correct. Who is it this week? It
1: is the Tampa Bay Rays. And look, we already got news that Shane McClanahan is is more likely healthy than we think. Um, Tyler Glasnow could be coming back. And here's the thing. They just need to make the playoffs because once mm. you then you got you glass and you got McShane rolling. Anything can happen, baby. Yeah. You know, and I just said, baby, and you know, that's real then.
2: That's all. So, you know. um,
1: and then you have other stuff. You know, that's just the race. It's Kevin Cash. You got the stuff. You got the stuff of Ray's magic. We always say they mm. aren't very good. And here they are. They're doing it again. You know? don't don't deny the strength of Yandi Diaz's biceps. I, is this a Baltimore accent? No. It's it's dumb. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just 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 look, Glasnow and McShane. This is what happens. Is they they had Shane Boz last year? They had uh, Matt Moore back in what 2007 or whatever it was. I uh, 10 11, I don't know, that time. And they're going to have Glasnow now, where it's <laughs> sorry i stuttered i uh, where he's just going to come back at the end and all of a sudden be dominant everyone's like oh hey hi what's up good to see you again it's wonderful uh, yeah i'm looking forward to this it's gonna be really fun
2: me too all right nick uh we, we spoiled who the pitcher was we <laughs> yeah i did i did uh, i did with my the corbin corbin burns uh but is there any any other final parting words that you have for everyone
1: You know, I just want to say y'all are the best and I can't thank you enough for being here, but that is going to do it for this episode of the Nick and Alex Baseball Show. Hope you had a good time. Hope you realize how stupid Fast is about his deciding decisions and I am Nick Pollock and I'm just a dummy (laughs) and I'm Alex Fast and we'll talk to you guys next week.